Chapter 21 of Cougar Island, A Scare for Liza. Liza went from room to room, peeking into every nook and cranny. It grew darker, the wind howled, and the rain began to fall. As there was no lightning or thunder, Liza didn't notice it. She was lost in her dream of how the house had looked in better times. The boys were upstairs making discoveries of their own. This place is like a museum, said Bill. Look at the carvings on this mantle. Did you notice the ceiling? asked Jed. Those carvings seem to tell a story. Wow, said Bill. It must have taken forever to build this house. Jed noticed something on the floor. He leaned over to take a closer look. Bill, come look at this, he said. You found something? asked Bill. Yeah, take a look, said Jed. He pointed to the floor. Spots on the floor, said Bill. Haven't you ever seen spots before? Not spots, said Jed. Blobs of wax. Blobs or spots, said Bill. Who cares? I do, said Jed. It's candle wax. It proves that I was right. About what? asked Bill. Remember when we were looking for ghost lights? asked Jed. The last one we saw flickered, and I said it was a candle. The one that looked like it was floating in midair? It was in this room, said Bill. Right. Remember how it appeared and disappeared? Look at all the windows in this room. Let's see where the blobs lead, said Bill. The boys studied the floor. Every so often, they saw a small blob of wax. I bet there's some in that next room, too, said Jed. Bill opened the door. He said, wow, this whole room is carved panels. Come and see. In a minute, said Jed. I want to tell Liza about the wax. She'll want to see this, too, said Bill. Jed went to the top of the stairs and called, Liza, we have something to show you. Come on up. Okay, called Liza. I want to look at something first. Hurry up then, said Jed. There was one door that Liza hadn't opened. When she did, she found a closet. What a large closet, she said. She walked in to get a better look. Suddenly, the door banged shut. Liza was all alone in the dark. She felt all over the door trying to find the knob, but there was none. Help, yelled Liza, help. But no help came. Liza yelled some more, then she began to cry. Upstairs, Bill said, where's Liza? What's taking her so long? I don't know, said Jed. I'll call her again. Jed went, in, Jed went into the hall and yelled, Liza, hurry up. What are you doing anyway? There was no answer. Jed yelled for her again. Still no answer. We better look for her, he said. The boys ran downstairs, calling Liza. They ran from room to room. Where could she be? asked Bill. Wait a minute, said Jed. Listen. The boys heard a faint call. Help. Keep yelling, Liza, called Bill. We're coming. This way, said Jed. The call became clearer as the boys neared the closet. Bill quickly opened the door, and Liza burst out crying. I was so scared, she said. What happened? asked Jed. I walked into the closet, said Liza, and someone slammed the door. Did you see anyone? asked Bill. No, said Liza. It happened so fast. Then how do you know it was someone? asked Jed. The door couldn't close itself, yelled Liza. Don't yell at me, said Bill. I didn't do it. Jed was studying the door. He said, there's no way she could get out. Did you hear me? asked Liza. I yelled and I yelled. Look at how thick this door is, said Jed. We were upstairs. We could hardly hear you down here. Let's go home, said Liza. I never want to see this place again. Hey, said Bill, did we leave the front door open? I don't remember, said Jed. Did you, Liza? Do you, Liza? No, I don't. I guess we could have, said Bill. We were kind of excited. Then that might be the answer, said Jed. What do you mean? asked Liza. The wind was strong, said Jed. 
If the door was open, it could have blown the closet door shut. Could that have happened, Liza? asked Bill. I don't know, said Liza. I just want to go home. I hate this place. Okay, guys, I think we have like three chapters left of the Ghosts of Cougar Island. So I think we're getting pretty close to solving the mystery. This is Cougar Island, chapter 22, A Streak of Yellow. Liza had calmed down by the time they got back to Pirate Island. Nobody will ask why the basket didn't get wet, said Bill. That last rain soaked it. But we did get the grapes, said Jed. The children had just about reached the cave when Liza said, Wait a minute. What is it? asked Bill. I think I just saw a streak of yellow, said Liza. The kitten, said Jed. Where was it? Over this way, said Liza. She walked over to the bushes, calling softly, Kitty, here, Kitty. A tiny meow answered her call. The yellow kitten walked out of the bushes. Liza picked her up, and the kitten began to purr. Witter Hawkins will sure be, sure be glad to see you, said Liza. Let's take her there now, said Jed. How about dropping these grapes off first, said Bill. They're heavy. Sorry, said Jed. Let me take a turn. We can leave them on the porch while we take the kitten. When they reached the backyard, Jed went ahead and put the grapes on the back porch. Soon, he caught up with Liza and Bill. As they were walking, Jed said, You know, we found that kitten pretty close to the cave both times. I hadn't thought about that, said Bill. Do you think the cave has anything to do with the mysteries? I wouldn't be surprised, said Jed. Could the cave be the hideout for the pirate island thieves, asked Liza. It could be, said Jen, Jed, and I intend to find out. How? asked Bill. I think we should hide close by tonight. But will Gran and Grandpa let us? asked Liza. I don't see why not. They've let us sleep out on our own before. All these strange things weren't happening at that point, said Jed. It won't hurt to ask, said Bill. We'll find a way, said Jed. There's Widow Hawkins, said Liza. Mrs. Hawkins, yelled Bill. Wait. The children ran over to Mrs. Hawkins. We found the kitten, said Liza. Oh, thank goodness, said Mrs. Hawkins. I've been so worried about her. We know, said Liza. That's why we brought her straight to you. This time I'll keep her in the house, said Mrs. Hawkins. I'll give her time to know that it's her home. We've got to go, said Jed. Gran and Grandpa don't know where we are. Thanks again, said Mrs. Hawkins. The children walked back home. Hi, Gran, called Bill. We're here. I saw your basket on the porch, said Gran. I was wondering where you were. We found the kitten, said Liza. We took her to Widow Hawkins. I had a feeling that kitten would show up, said Gran. Grandpa came into the kitchen. He asked, how was your day? It was exciting, said Jed. You and Gran really should see that house. It's like a museum. Yeah, Grandpa, said Bill. There are lots of carvings and stuff. I would like to see it, said Grandpa. Gran wants some more of that fruit. Maybe we can plan a picnic. Fruit, said Liza. She ran out onto the porch and got the picnic basket. Grapes, said Gran. I'll call mainland first thing in the morning and order sugar. These will make grand jelly. Say, Gran, said Bill. Can we sleep outside tonight? Goodness, no, said Gran. Why not, asked Bill. I'm not going to let you spend the night that far away, said Gran. You might get sick or something. Far away, asked Liza. Yes, said Gran. Cougar Island's too far away to suit me. Cougar Island, said the children. They began to laugh. We didn't mean there, said Jed. We just wanted to go to the cave. Oh, said Gran. That's different. All I've heard lately is Cougar Island. Then can we go, asked Bill. If your grandpa says it's all right, said Gran. I don't see why not, said Grandpa. They've done it before. Yippee, said the children. Do you want to have supper before you go, said Gran. Sure, said Jed. We're in no hurry. We don't want to go until after dark, said Bill. Why after dark, said Grandpa. It's a new game, said Liza. It's more fun after dark. I should have guessed that, said Grandpa. You never seem to run out of games. Do you need any help, Gran, asked Bill. 
No, said Grant, everything's under control. Then we'll get our things together, said Jed. This is the second to last chapter of The Ghosts of Cougar Island. Chapter 23, Children in Trouble. Later that evening, Bill said, it's getting dark now, shouldn't we go? Anytime, said Jed. Do you have sweaters, asked Grant. Yep, said Liza, sweaters, sleeping bags, and lanterns. Then have a good time, said Grandpa. Thanks, said Jed, we'll see you in the morning. When they were on their way, Bill asked, why do we really want to wait until after dark to go? We don't want to see whoever it is. We don't want whoever it is to see us, said Jed. The darkness will keep us hidden. Then you really think someone's in the cave, said Bill. We'll never know if we don't try to find out, said Jed. Won't they see our lanterns, asked Liza. The moon is so bright we won't need them, said Jed. Won't they hear us walking, asked Bill. Not if we don't make any noise, said Jed. We'll creep along. This is turning into a game, said Liza. One I hope will win. As the children neared the woods, Jed said, okay, stay close together and try not to make any noise. The children made their way toward the cave. Suddenly the silence was broken. Blast it, yelled Bill as he crashed to the ground. Shh, said Liza. Shh yourself, said Bill. Are you okay? Asked Jed. Yes, said Bill, but why is it always me who trips? Just bad luck, said Liza. Sorry, I spoiled things, said Bill. You didn't spoil anything, said Jed. We'll lay low for a few minutes, then we'll move on. Later, Liza said, can't we go now? I'm getting sleepy sitting so quietly. Then let's move, said Jed. Stick close together. Are we going to the cave, asked Bill. No, said Jed, that clump of bushes near the top of the cave. Why not the cave, said Liza. I have a feeling about that cave, said Jed. It might be their headquarters. To the bushes then, said Bill. I don't want to get caught inside. Shh, said Liza, we're getting closer. The children inched their way toward the cave. The moonlight was bright. The going was easy. Soon, they were in the cave with a clear view of the path leading to the cave. They'd just gotten settled when Liza whispered, look, over toward the garden. The moonlight outlined glowing fingers moving toward the cave. I don't believe it, said Bill. There really are ghosts. It's only the moonlight and their flashlights, said Jed. A full moon does crazy things to light. I couldn't run away. I, I couldn't run away anyway, said Liza. I'm too scared. The figures moved closer. The children could hear their voices. They could hear someone crying. Finally, they were able to make out words. Carrie, we can't go on this way, said a boy. Daniel's cold is getting worse. We have to give up. But they'll separate us, said Carrie. We have to think of something. Please, Mark, try. Liza, Bill, and Jed were almost holding their breath as they listened. They could hear a young child coughing and wheezing. That kid's really sick, whispered Bill. They're in trouble, whispered Jed. What should we do, whispered Liza. Why don't we just ask them what's wrong, said Bill. That might scare them, said Jed. By this time, the children were in the cave. Liza, Bill, and Jed could hear Daniel wheezing. I know, whispered Liza. Let's take our sleeping bags and go to the cave. After all, we did plan to sleep there. Good idea, whispered Bill. We can pretend to be surprised to find them there. Let's go, whispered Jed. The children went as quietly as they could. They put on their lanterns and headed for the for the front of the cave. It's a great night to sleep out, said Liza. Bill walked over to the entrance of the cave and looked in. He called, somebody beat us here. Maybe they'll let us join them, said Jed. Liza ran to the cave, she said. Hi, I'm Liza Roberts. These are my brothers, Bill and Jed. I'm Mark Adams, said Mark. This is my sister, Carrie, and my brother, Daniel. Can we come in, asked Bill. Sure, said Mark. Liza, Bill, and Jed crowded into the cave. 
We're spending this summer with our grandparents, said Liza. Are you here for the summer? No, said Jed, we don't belong on this island. Mark, said Carrie. It's no use, Carrie, said Mark. You know they were snooping around on Cougar Island. I know, said Carrie. We enjoyed the sandwiches you left. They were the best thing we've had to eat lately, said Mark. I want some more, said Daniel. Soon, Daniel, said Mark. Did you see us on Cougar Island, asked Bill. Yes, said Mark. We were going to get some fruit when one of you set the bells off. Did you pull up the stick I left by that wire, asked Bill. I sure did, said Mark. We need those bells to warn us. Did you take Jellybean to Cougar Island, asked Liza. Is that the little black dog, asked Carrie. Yes, said Liza. We didn't mean to take him, said Mark. Daniel slipped him in the boat. I brought him back, though. Is he all right? He's fine, said Bill. He told Mark about hearing the boat and Jellybean appearing shortly afterward. Did you shut me up in the closet, asked Liza. Why would I do that? I guess the wind did blow the door shut, said Liza. I knew you would go to the house, said Mark, but we weren't there. We were in our hideout, said Carrie. Your hideout, said Bill. Where's that? It's hidden away from the other building, said Carrie. We found it by accident. It's a small cottage. Why didn't you stay in the big house, asked Jed. We did for a few nights, said Mark. It was too scary, said Carrie. There were all kinds of creaks and rattles. We know you're in trouble, said Bill. We want to help you. You can't, said Mark. Carrie began to cry. It must be big trouble, trouble, said Jed. It is, said Mark, much too big for children to handle. Could you tell us what it is, asked Liza. It wouldn't do any good, said Mark. We may not be able to help you, said Bill, but Gran and Grandpa can solve any problem. Come on home with us, said Liza. They'll help you, and they'll know how to make Daniel feel better, too. Just then, Daniel had a bad coughing spell. He almost lost his breath. I don't feel good, he said. That does it, Carrie, said Mark. We have to get medicine for Daniel. I know, said Carrie. Don't worry, Carrie, said Bill. It'll be all right. The children started to go. Suddenly, Daniel said, Bobby Bear, I need Bobby Bear. I'll get him, said Mark. He went back to the cave and got Bobby Bear. What happened to his shoes, asked Bill. Bobby Bear lost them, said Daniel. Did he lose both of them at the same time, asked Jed. No, said Carrie. He lost one a few days ago. I think he lost the other one today. They kept coming off. It's all right, said Daniel. He doesn't need shoes in the summer, but I need my kitten. She's lost too, said Mark. I know where she is, says Liza. You'll see her in the morning. Daniel took Liza's hand. He said, I like you. All right, here we are. This is the last chapter of Cougar Island. Chapter 24, the whole story. As they neared the house, Mark said, will they really help us? Did you kill somebody? Asked Bill. Of course not, said Mark. Then don't worry, said Bill. I'm glad you found us, said Carrie. Me too, said Daniel. Grand Grandpa, called Jed. We're home and we brought company. Looks like there's already company there, said Bill. I see Hermit Dan and Mrs. Hawkins. When they reached the door, Grandpa said, come in, come in. Who do we have here? This is Mark, Carrie, and Daniel, said Liza. Just then Daniel began to cough. Oh my, said Mrs. Hawkins, that sounds bad. Come here, Daniel, said Hermit Dan. You know, my name is Daniel too. Is it, said Daniel, walking toward Hermit Dan. But they call me Dan, said Hermit Dan. He picked up Daniel and sat him on his lap. I haven't seen you around before, said Her Hermit Dan. Of course not, said Bill. These are the Cougar Island ghosts. What, said Grandpa? And also Mr. Dan's thieves, said Bill. What, said Hermit Dan? We didn't mean any harm, said Carrie. She began to sob. Gran quickly took Carrie in her arms. Of course you didn't, said Gran. Now how about telling us the whole story? Gran sat down and pulled Carrie onto her lap. 
We ran away from our foster home, began Mark. Oh my, said Mrs. Hawkins. Were the people mean to you? No, said Carrie. They were super. Go on, Mark, said Grandpa. Our parents were killed two years ago in an automobile accident. There was no one to take us. We were put in a foster home. Mrs. and Mr. Kenny were great to us, but they had to move to another state to care for Mrs. Kenny's parents, and they couldn't take us. And you didn't want another foster home, asked Grandpa. It wasn't that, said Mark. Our social worker couldn't find one that would take all three of us. We can't be separated. Of course not, said Mrs. Hawkins. Is your social worker looking for you, asked Grandpa. Not yet, said Mark. The Kennys left their furniture in the house. The, move, the movers will pick it up next week. The social worker was to pick us up a few days before the Kennys left, but she called and said she would pick us up the day they were to leave. The Kennys weren't home when she called. Then they decided to leave early, and we didn't tell them about the call. That's when we made our plans, said Carrie. We were packed and ready to go. The Kennys went out to do some last-minute errands. When they were gone, we wrote a note saying we'd been picked up early. Then we hid until the Kennys left later that day, said Mark. We left a window open so we could get back in the house. Carrie wrote a note to the social worker saying that the Kennys had taken us with them after all. Carrie had told her the Kennys would get in touch later. Why did you go to Cougar, Cougar Island, though? asked Bill. Shortly after we moved to mainland, we heard the Cougar Island story, said Mark. A neighbor was related to the Cougar lawyer. He took Dad all, the, all over the island. Not too long before Dad was killed, he took me to the island, so it seemed like a good place to hide. And where'd you get the boat? asked Jed. It was Dad's, said Mark. That was the only thing I asked to keep. The mainland harbor people let me keep it there. They knew Dad had taught me all about boats. Mark told them we were moving, said Carrie. Then he took the boat down the shore to where we were waiting. He picked us up and we went to Cougar Island. But I never heard a motor, said Liza. Mark laughed and said, that's because we ran out of gas. I took the motor off and we had to row. A sleepy voice came from Hermit Dan's lap, as Daniel said. Can you make things all right? We'll sure try, said Hermit Dan. Who's your social worker? asked Mrs. Hawkins. Miss Marsh, said Carrie. Jean Marsh, asked Mrs. Hawkins. Yes, said Mark. Do you know her? I've known her all my life, said Mrs. Hawkins. Her mother and I were in school together. This little guy is sound asleep, said Hermit Dan. Can you carry him? asked Mrs. Hawkins. Carry him where? said Bill. Why, to my house, said Mrs. Hawkins. Why can't they stay here? asked Bill. Because I need to Dr. Daniel's cold, said Mrs. Hawkins. And these two need a hot bath and some hot food. Gran can take care of that, said Liza. Your grandmother has the three of you, said Mrs. Hawkins. I love children, too. I never thought a hot bath would sound so good, said Mark. And hot food, said Carrie. I'm sorry we stole food from you, Mr. Dan, said Mark. You more than paid for it with all the work you did, said Hermit Dan. Did you take a chicken? We brought it back, said Mark. We couldn't kill it. I just wanted to make sure I counted right, said Hermit Dan. Let's go, said Mrs. Hawkins. We'll see you folks tomorrow. Hermit Dan, Mrs. Hawkins, and the children started out the door calling, good night and thank you. They were really scared when we found them, said Jed. You did the right thing to bring them here, said Grandpa. Will anything happen to them for running away like that? Asked Liza. I don't think so, said Gran. Who could punish children for wanting to stay together? Oh, said Liza. Daniel forgot Bobby Bear. Bobby Bear, said Grandpa. Who's Bobby Bear? Bill laughed and said, I asked the same question a couple days ago. It's a long story. I would like to hear it, said Grandpa. The children took turns telling Gran and Grandpa the events of the few days. You children amaze me, said Grandpa. I had no idea what you were up to. I was sure you were just playing some game. Gran laughed as she said, and I thought we knew our grandchildren so well.
I was wrong. There's one more chapter. Hold on. Yes, there's one more chapter. Okay, this is the real last chapter of The Ghosts of Cougar Island, chapter 25. Happy tears. The next morning, the children ran downstairs. Gran and Grandpa were finishing their coffee. We must have overslept, said Liza. You needed the rest, said Grandpa. Yesterday was an exciting one for you. It sure was, said Jed. We solved the mystery of the Pirate Island thieves and the Cougar Island ghosts. And it turned out to be one big mystery, said Bill. After breakfast, Liza said, Gran, may we go to Mrs. Hawking's and see the kids? I think you'd better wait, said Gran. I expect they slept late, too. I know Jenny will be calling their social worker, and they might need some time alone. You're right, said Liza. I'm anxious about them. They will let us know something as soon as they can, said Grandpa. They sure are plucky children. I wonder if we would have done the same thing, asked Bill. You would have done something, said Grandpa. You wouldn't have given up without a fight. Liza, Bill, and Jed were restless. They couldn't get interested in anything. Finally, they just sat on the back steps and waited, hoping some news would come soon. It wasn't too long before they saw the children. Mrs. Hawkins and Hermit Dan came along with them. Let's go meet them, said Bill. I can't wait. The three jumped up and ran, and Bill yelled, Do you know anything yet? No, yelled Mark. We're still waiting. Daniel ran up to Liza and said, I forgot Bobby Bear. I know, said Liza. Come on, we'll get him now. Liza and Daniel ran to the house. Liza shouted, Grand, Grandpa, they're coming. Liza and Daniel went inside, and the others followed them into the kitchen. We had to come, said Mrs. Hawkins. The waiting was getting to all of us. I left a message for Jean Marsh to call me here. Then you have talked to her, said Grandpa. Yes, said Mrs. Hawkins. She had to check on some things. I'm sure everything will turn out well, said Gran. I have some fresh coffee made. That sounds good, said Hermit Dan. Gran had just poured the coffee when the telephone rang. I'm sure that's her, said Mrs. Hawkins, almost running to the telephone. All eyes were on Mrs. Hawkins, but nobody could tell what was happening. Mrs. Hawkins seemed to be doing a lot of listening and agreeing. Finally, they heard her say, then it's all set. Thank you. Mrs. Hawkins hung up the receiver. Then she surprised everyone. Mrs. Hawkins jumping, jumped up and down, shouted, hooray. Hermit Dan stood up. His face was all smiles. He said, then the answer is yes. It sure is, said Mrs. Hawkins. She ran to Hermit Dan and hugged him. Then Mrs. Hawkins said, Carrie, Mark, Daniel, you have yourselves a grandmother. And a grandfather, said Hermit Dan. Huh, said Bill. Why not, asked Hermit Dan. I live right next door. I promised the social worker I would help Jenny with the children. Carrie began to cry. What's wrong, dear, asked Mrs. Hawkins. We've never had grandparents, Carrie said. She ran and threw her arms around Mrs. Hawkins. Will you have them now, said Hermit Dan, picking up Daniel. Then he noticed Mark. He said, what's wrong, son? I just can't believe it, said Mark. It seems too good to be true. Hey, said Bill. You mean they're going to live on Pirate Island with you? That's right, said Mrs. Hawkins. You mean they won't have to go to school, asked Bill. That's not fair. Of course they'll go to school, said Hermit Dan. That's one of the things Mrs. Marsh was checking on. A boat will take them to the mainland and bring them back every day. We won't even have to change school, said Carrie. I'll have my same friends. Going to school by boat sounds like fun, said Jed. Would you like a few more foster grandchildren? We'll volunteer, said Liza. Everyone laughed and began to make jokes. Finally, Mrs. Hawking said, All right, children, let's go home. We have a lot of planning to do. I'm glad me and my kitten have the same home, said Daniel. Hey, how about us, said Mark. Aren't you glad we all have the same home? I knew we would, said Daniel. I just didn't know where my kitten was. After everybody left, Liza, Bill, and Jed sat at the table with their grandparents. 
Graham looked at Liza and said, why the tears? That was the happiest ending to a mystery I ever saw, said Liza. So she cries, said Bill. What would have happened with a sad ending? I don't know, answered someone. What would have happened? Dad, shouted the children. I'm here too, said another voice. Mom, shouted the children. What a day filled with surprises, said Gran. She hugged her son and his wife. I take it these three haven't driven you mad, said Mom. Who, us, said the children. Unless there are some ghosts around I can't see, said Dad. Ghosts, said Jed, the magic word. Nice friendly ghosts, said Liza. I'll never be afraid of ghosts again. Mom and Dad looked puzzled, and Dad said, I don't understand. Everybody laughed, as Bill said, it's a long story. The end.